This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, June 27th. Good morning. I'm Jack Alley. Here's today's headlines. Hopes ride on Trump Z meeting. Purdue won't rule out another aid package. Candidates debate immigration, climate, in the first debate. The opening round of the Democratic debates last night included exchanges over immigration policy and the climate change. Very little was said about trade policy, although some candidates said China was either the biggest threat or one of the biggest threats to the United States that it faces. Former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Julian Castro staked a position furthest to the left on immigration policy by calling for removing criminal penalties for entering the country illegally. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar wouldn't take a position on that idea, instead calling for Congress to revisit the failed 2013 immigration reform bill. Providing a path to citizenship for illegal immigrants, quote, would be so much better for our economy, she said. On climate, former Texas Representative Beta O'Rourke talked up the threat that more frequent storms pose to farmers and the role that agriculture could play in reducing greenhouse gas emissions. O'Rourke, who described visiting an area of Iowa that was flooded this spring, said policies that focus on strong carbon in the soil would put farmers and ranchers in the driver's seat. The second of the first debates is tonight and will feature 10 more candidates, including former Vice President Joe Biden and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Hopes on China ride with Trump at G20. President Donald Trump arrived today in Osaka, Japan, for the G20 summit amid hopes that he can salvage the broken trade talks with China while he's there. Trump is scheduled to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping on the sidelines of the summit, and U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer will also be on hand for the talks. Lighthizer is also expected to meet with his Japanese counterpart as anticipation grows in the U.S. for a free trade agreement between the two countries. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said yesterday he's optimistic that Japan will agree to an abbreviated ag-only FTA after July elections are over there. Purdue noted that recent comments by Japanese economy minister Tomasichu Motigi suggested such a deal would be possible soon. USDA set to defend trade aid at WTO. Secretary Purdue says he's not concerned about complaints at the World Trade Organization about the money the U.S. farmers are getting in trade assistance. The secretary told reporters yesterday in Washington, quote, We had to design the program very carefully to make sure we do not violate that WTO limit. We feel like we're safely within the confines and we're prepared to defend that should anyone challenge it. China, India, the European Union, Ukraine and Australia have all levied criticism on USDA's two agents that could total as much as $28 billion. Australia called the aid, quote, a dangerous precedent that could distort world markets, and China said that appreciate the U.S. respects the interest of our farmers, but we will appreciate if the U.S. can also respect the WTO rules. Bear in mind, WTO member countries say they fear the U.S. will give farmers a third trade aid package next year, and Secretary Purdue did not rule that out. Quote, I don't know about that, Purdue said, when asked about the possibility of an aid package in 2020 when Trump is up for re-election. 
I don't think so. In fact, I would not encourage producers to plan for that, but that's what I was saying in 2019. Democrats expect more USMCA meetings with Lineheiser. The nine House Democrats tasked by Speaker Nancy Pelosi to work with the White House on USMCA ratification met for the first time with Lighthizer this week and will likely need several more meetings, said Earl Blumenauer, an Oregon Democrat who chairs the House Ways and Means Trade Subcommittee. This week's meeting was focused on Democratic demands for a complete removal of a USMCA provision under which Mexico and Canada agreed to extend patents for pharmaceuticals. Other demands, such as enforcement mechanisms for Mexican labor and environmental concerns, could be the focus of subsequent meetings. Blumenauer wants to have the meetings on a weekly basis when Lighthizer is in Washington and available. Democrats issue TPP. Former Vice President Joe Biden won't take a stand on the Pacific Rim trade partnership that the Obama administration negotiated with Japan and 11 other nations, according to a survey by The Atlantic of 23 Democratic presidential candidates. Only one Democratic candidate would firmly support the trade deal formerly known as the Trans-Pacific Partnership, long-shot former Representative John Delaney of Maryland. Biden's campaign secretary declined to tell The Atlantic what position Biden now takes on the agreement. Among the other front-runners... Senators Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts and Bernie Sanders of Vermont both oppose the TPP, now known as the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. California and South Dakota move up state egg rankings. Nebraska's 3rd District has held on to its spot as the number one congressional district in terms of farm revenue, that according to new data from the USDA's 2017 Ag Census. The vast district that covers three-fourths of Nebraska's reported $16.6 billion in farm commodity sales in 2017, just ahead of Iowa's fourth, which had just under $16 billion in sales, and Kansas' first district at $14.3 billion. California's 21st district in the Central Valley moved up from 7th place in 2012, the year the previous census was done, to 4th place in 2017, with sales at $9.8 billion. South Dakota's at-large district, $9.7 billion in 2017 sales, moved up one place to number 5. Take note, of the top 10 districts in ag sales, only two are represented by Democrats, that freshman T.J. Cox in California's 21st and House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson in Minnesota's 7th District. Bayer takes steps to address court battles. Bayer Ag's supervisory board is taking several steps to address the litigation facing the agrochemical giant over glyphosate herbicide. The company has hired an outside lawyer, John H. Beisner, to advise the company on its tactics and on mediation. Beisner, product liability expert at the D.C. law firm Skadden Arps, will provide fresh and independent perspectives, according to a Bayer statement. The board is also appointing a special committee to monitor the litigation and said the company welcomed working with a court-appointed mediator, Ken Feinberg. Feinberg has an excellent reputation and an outstanding track record as a mediator in some of the most complex settlements in recent years, according to board chairman Werner Winning. Working with him will ensure a professional and thoughtful approach in the upcoming discussions. 
Bayer's 20-member supervisory board oversees the company's board of management. Purdue will replace department researchers. Secretary Purdue says he's committed to filling all the vacancies at USDA's Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture after the agency's move to Kansas City. He said, quote, we are recruiting already for new positions there that may be opening for those we know who definitely will not be going. There are currently two listings for ERS economists at usajobs.gov. According to a union survey, nearly 70% of employees selected for relocation will leave ERS rather than move, and others are considering quitting. Purdue says he hopes the survey numbers are, quote, overblown. Here's today's He Said It. We're going to slow smoke it. That Purdue saying the Trump administration won't rush House Democrats into taking a stand on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, June 27th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.